Hello, beautiful people. I'm Callie, and this is season two of Girl Uninspired, the podcast where we talk about channeling our beings, finding our niche, and what we do about inspiration. Hi, welcome to episode 13. Today I'm here with Mouse. Hello. And we're going to be talking about quarantine things. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, what day of quarantine is it? Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. And, oh, not going to lie, it's been really rough for me. Like, <laughs> We have this Polaroid that we took on day seven, and that was on March 26th. Yeah. So, and it's currently April 20, 25th. 26th. 26th, yeah. So, so it's, it's been, you know, over a month. Yeah. And. Love that. So, classes have shut down. I mean, they haven't shut down. They've moved online. I hate it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me just talk about that for a second. Go off. Online classes absolutely suck for me because, one, they're most of most of them are art classes, mm. right? And two, I am a social person, and I like getting dressed. I like going, being on campus, seeing people walking around, and not doing that really fucking sucks. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, you know, like she today got major cabin fever. <laughs> Today has been a really good day, especially compared to, like, the last couple weeks of, like, not feeling too good. Um, yeah. I guess I could talk a little bit more about that. I just don't want to be monologuing over here. (laughs) I can talk about my experience in quarantine. Go ahead. Go. I, okay, so we're kind of opposites in that respect as far as, like, Callie is super social. She loves hanging out with people and interacting and stuff. I don't. Um, (laughs) I love being at home. I like being alone. I just like enjoying time with myself. Just, I I don't know. I'm an introvert. It's just what I do. But, um, uh... This this quarantine thing has been stressing me out, though. Like, even though I... Like, honestly, quarantine isn't that different from regular life for me, other than, like, we don't go eat out as much as we usually do. Like, going to drive throughs we do a little bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like... I don't know. I think it would be different if we weren't in school. But the fact that I'm having to stay motivated to pay attention in class and do all this homework and study for tests and it's all online like I'm in the comfort of my home I'm not in a learning space TM like Mm -hmm. whenever I had to get up and get dressed and go to school and sit in a classroom it's a completely different environment and it just got me in a mind space where I was ready to learn and now it's like I'm sitting at my desk in my room in my pajamas struggling mm-hmm. to stay awake. And I have no motivation to do anything. And it just stresses me out because, like, oh, my gosh, I have all this homework due. But also I don't want to do it. But it's due. But I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's just a lot of stress. And it feels terrible. Yeah, I totally feel that. Like, I haven't gotten – I haven't even looked – and checked up on, like, what's due in, like, all of my classes. Like, yeah. 
it's, and like, <laughs> you can, like, it's, it's to the point where, like, on campus, in class, I am, like, I feel like I'm a good student. You are. And, like, I love, I love talking with the teachers, like, like, I just love that, that whole environment. I love learning. Yeah. And here, like, not online classes, it's just, like, I, I, I want to do the work, but also it's kind of boring to me, and also, like, I can't make myself do it. I don't know. And, like, it's, it's actually so bad that, Two of my professors have reached out to me multiple times to ask if I'm okay. Um, yeah, and, like, I think I think it's going to get better, like, now, because, I mean, I've mentioned this before on the show, it's like, I have depression, mm-hmm. and I take medication, and so um, I actually had it, like, doubled recently and so hopefully this is gonna like help me Mm -hmm. in the long run yeah but because like I also like whenever this started I was like okay I need to try to be try to figure out the best ways to be productive and that's class Monday Wednesday and then work all day Monday Wednesday Friday and then save Tuesday and Thursday for school work days but the thing is, is I go, I get on my Zoom class Tuesday, Thursday at uh, noon, and I don't do anything else. Like, I literally just lay here all day. Yeah. And, like, it's not that I don't want to do stuff. It's just that I, like, getting out of bed is a completely different story. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just... It's been real tough, and I feel like I wanted to say that because, like, I don't know. It feels selfish to, like, be struggling. Yeah. Because, like, there are, like, other worse things happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know what you mean. It's, everyone has their own battles, and, like, quarantine is hard for everyone, and... It's easy to, like, feel bad because it's like, oh, well, I have all this free time now, so Mm -hmm. I should be using it. I'm wasting it by not being productive. But, like, the truth is, like, this is a really stressful time for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to not be productive sometimes, especially if that means practicing, like, self-care and stuff. I know that's been done to death, but, like, it really is important to do things to help yourself physically and mentally and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and sometimes that means not I don't want to say not doing your homework but like (laughs) (laughs) you know like sometimes it just doesn't work out that way you're not at that point and it's important to know like okay right now I really need to focus on this and then later say I'm gonna give myself some slack because I need it right now Mm mm-hmm also, like, there's a lot of stuff on, like, Instagram especially. I Usually, that's the app that I'm, like, always on. Yeah. And there's just so much, like, so many accounts that I follow that are, like, use this time to be productive. Use this time to, like, work on your body or, yeah. or like, to learn how to do something. And, like, 
not that I don't want to, like, I have several projects that I want to finish. It's just not feasible right now. Yeah, it's just like I can't, like, I can't make myself do it. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, hmm. And, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Also, there have been, like, a lot of emotions. Like, I felt like, or I feel like, like, uh, instead of my mo like, okay, because I kind of think that, like, energy is real. Like, like the energy that surrounds you, mm-hmm. like, it's your emotions, it's your thoughts, and it kind of, it's like your vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like waving my arms around right now. Your vibe. Your vibe. <laughs> and, um, and, like, you you go out of your house, you go into the surrounding environment, you get you push stuff out, you pull stuff in kind of thing. Um, it it's never really like a conscious thing. It's always just kind of like happening without even being realized sometimes. Yeah. And like now that we're not going places or like going to school or like getting up and, and like looking good and <laughs> Speak for yourself. Speak. <laughs> my bad. But um, I look great in my pajamas. That's another thing. Is like trying to get dressed. Like, like I'm still trying to get dressed. But also, it's like, why wear uncomfortable clothes? Like, I want to lounge com- comfortably. Yes. I don't want to do laundry because I wore a shirt for two hours for my Zoom class. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. My mom chewed me out about it. She's like, you should be dressing professionally because it's the principal. And I was like, mom, I want to be comfy. (laughs) But, like, I don't know. I feel like just being in one space all the time is, like, a lot. It is a lot. And, like, like sometimes (laughs) sometimes I'll just leave and just drive Just, just, just to get out of the house. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, emotions are hard. They are hard. It's especially hard when you're stuck somewhere just stewing in them. Yeah. Marinating in feelings. That's why sometimes we just set out a picnic blanket in our front, uh, yard. Air quotes. (laughs) And just soak up some sunlight for a few hours. Mm-hmm. They mow recently? They did. They mowed the other day. I don't know. Huh. Friday morning. We should go sit outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I also feel weird. Like, this is definitely not an advice kind of episode. Because <laughs> I feel like I cannot give any advice on how to handle quarantine. Because I am not handling it. Like... <laughs> Quarantine has, like, bent me over its knee and it's like, bam, bam, bam. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, well, then. <laughs> Quarantine just reamed me. Just no lube. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's not what I meant. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Anyway, um, (laughs) the only advice I can offer is just do your best. That's all that you can ask of yourself. Just do your best. And you know what? If you can't do your best all the time, that's okay. Just, just do the best you can within reason. 
Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I'm, like... So, I feel like I feel things very intensely. You do. <laughs> and, like, you <laughs> told me this. And, yes. like, I've been told, uh, I, like, by other people. And, you know, a lot of times it's, uh, it's a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just... It's, it's just, like, my cells are, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're just growling like all the time. Lord. <laughs> um another way in which we differ. <laughs> but yeah, but like I feel like I feel things really intensely and like I've had negative responses from that in the past. So I feel like expressing my emotions is not something that I'm too good at. You are very emotionally constipated. <laughs> I'm shooting all over the place. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Tell what, me I'm wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. That's the thing. It's like, okay, let's, okay. Let, I, we already been knew that I was about to talk about this. Yeah. But let's talk about crushes. Because <laughs> that is, that is, that. that's what I want to talk about, okay? And I, I never monologue. Well, okay, I kind of monologue sometimes, but yeah. I'm going to really monologue right now. Go off, sis. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I get crushes really easily in the sense of, like, the bar is low and you can impress me. However, I it usually, the crush usually lasts, like, a day. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, okay, like, that person's cool, but, like, it's not gonna happen, blah, 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 get over it. Mm-hmm. Like, if, uh, like, I feel like I'm really good at being able to get over stuff. Yeah. Um, especially if it's, like, optimism or hopefulness of, like, being with someone else. Like, Which not that I need... And bad thing. Like, not that I need to be in a relationship... Or, like, to be with someone. Like, I know I don't need that. But at the same time, it is something that, like, I want. Yeah. Like, especially because I've never been in a relationship. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. It just, it, like, I don't want to force anything, so I don't force anything. Yeah. Um, And so usually that means that I, like, anytime I get a crush, I, like shove it down or I mean if I do act on it like usually it like it doesn't like go anywhere you know yeah well (laughs) I've got a crush go on and like (laughs) it sucks because I don't want to like I I just like I want to protect myself. I want to, like, pull my heart out and be like, it's okay, baby, like, just just go back to sleep. Just go and, back like, to sleep. There, there. Like, me and myself. <laughs> me just covers my ears. I can't hear you. <laughs> like, I just, like, I just want to protect myself because I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. And, like. Which is a natural response. Because, I don't, like, it feels like every time I like somebody, they don't like me back and like obviously th- like this time that isn't really the case yeah <laughs> I guess kind of I mean this person has been interacting with you 
in a very obviously romantic way for like a week. Yeah. I think they might like you, Kelly. <laughs> I just don't quote me on this. <laughs> I just, look, the problem is, is I don't want to feel like I'm forcing something. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like I, I, I also I, I'm a very like curious person. So like I like to have conversations and like ask questions. Like I feel like I'm always trying to know more about other people. Yes. And like sometimes I feel like that works against me in like the sense of like oh she's too eager or like like why is she all up in my business or she's texting back immediately. One, if I see a notification, I can't just let it sit there. Like if I see it, I've got to clear it in case something else comes along. I don't know why, but like it's just like I have to look at it. Yeah. Even if I try, like I can try to ignore it, but that is like so hard for me to like it's so hard for me to ignore notifications. Anyway, um I don't even remember where I was. You're talking about your crush and how you're an inquisitive person. You like to ask lots of questions and you feel like that pushes people away because they think you're too eager. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I feel like it's like um like a red flag, even though it's like, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's a character flaw of, like, she talks. I don't think it's a character flaw. I think it's just a quirk. It's... I'm quirky. <laughs> it's part of your personality. It's it's part of who you are as a person. You're inquisitive and you want to know. You want to learn. Yeah. Like, you said it yourself. You love to learn. And one of your favorite things to learn about is people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people that you've talked to in the past, and they think, oh, well, that's weird that you, like, talk so much and that mm-hmm. you want to know about me. Like, why do you care? Um, that just means that those people aren't compatible with you. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with any of the things that you said that you do. It's just, for some people, they don't really like those things. And, like, that's a bummer. But, I mean, oh well, it filters them out early. Yeah. I just, I I don't want to get my hopes up, you know? Yeah. Especially, like, if I admire somebody, like, I want to spend more time with them. And I don't want, like, eagerness to get in the way of that. If that makes sense. Yeah, but... I think if you're with the right person, your eagerness won't bother them. Yeah. Because they'll appreciate it that you're interested in them, and they will reciprocate their interest in you. Mm-hmm. But um, we were talking about this earlier, and one of the things that I mentioned is, like, uh, you're always really scared that you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a natural human instinct is, like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to feel bad because it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't get much simpler than that. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, as human beings, we're hampered by these feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. No, I'm kidding. And that just means that as easily as, as easy as it is to feel good and happy and joyful and hopeful... It is for that to come crashing down and to feel sad and alone and just hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of the human experience is learning how to take it in stride and to accept the good and the bad together. Mm-hmm. 
and to understand that nothing lasts forever. So, like, whenever you feel absolute unbridled joy, you just have to accept it for the moment. And that it's not going to last forever. You're not always going to feel butterflies in your stomach or whatever, stuff like that. And that's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay to only feel things temporarily. Some things are only meant for the present. And the same with sadness. Um, sometimes people can hurt you real bad and you feel like you're never going to heal from it. But you just have to take that pain, accept it, let it run its course through you, and then move on from it Mm -hmm. and grow. And that's something that I've been learning a lot about in the past two years. Uh, I used to be a really stoic person and used to. (laughs) I um, I thought emotions made a person weak. I hated crying and showing any sort of emotion, really. Mm -hmm. I thought it made me look stupid and weak and vulnerable. I hated the feeling of people seeing me in a state of discomposure. Like vulnerability. Yeah, just not having it together, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever I started going to therapy at school, I... uh, I started talking about that, like, why do I hate crying so much? Why don't I just let myself feel things? Why does it bother me so much? And uh, let's be real, there's a whole host of issues (laughs) on why that is, which we're not going to go into. That's for another episode. But um, the gist of it is I always thought that logic and emotion were two completely separate immiscible entities that could not mix. They were like oil and water. But that's not true at all. I know I'm repeating myself. No, but no. <laughs> um, they, they go together hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And frankly, suppressing your emotions and not, you know, conceding to them at some points when it's appropriate is both immature and illogical, is what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to go somewhere with that. I forgot where. <laughs> um, You've seen Gravity Falls. Yes. So you know when that gnome throws up a uh, rainbow? Yes. That's what I feel like being emotional looks like, except it's like me instead of the gnome, and it's yes. like... Throwing up your feelings. Yeah, but it's it's not like a like a cute little stream. It's just like the whole room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like some. That's what I was just imagining as like what it looks like. It it does feel like that sometimes, especially when you feel things really really strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I just got flashback to some bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Let's put those back where they came from, or so help me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's just, like, I used to be so embarrassed and horrified to show any type of emotion, specifically negative emotions. I wasn't so upset about, like, laughing and smiling and having happy emotions visibly, but, like, you know, crying, being... Uh, angry, embarrassed, any of those things, like, those just made me feel so horrible, like, I just wanted to hide myself, 
because I didn't want to people I didn't want people to see that I was not untouchable. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, as humans, nobody is untouchable. Yeah. Everyone cares about something. Like even people who say that they don't care about anything, the people that you're like, oh well that guy he doesn't care about anyone but himself. He cares about something. Yeah. There is something that drives that person, their purpose in this world, the thing that makes them get out of bed every single day. And experiencing emotion it's just part of our existence and being alive. And I know I'm like harping on that, but I just it's not wrong to feel emotions cuz for so long I felt like just by expressing emotions outwardly or feeling them at all really was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I was defective. And it doesn't make you defective. Mm-hmm. You are not defective. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. That is an appropriate response to the things that happen around you mm-hmm. and to you. Um, and whether that's good or bad, it's not something to be ashamed of. And if someone makes you feel ashamed of it, just keep in mind that they're probably struggling with their own uh, insecurities about emotions themselves. But yeah, therapy helped me a lot with that. I cannot stress this enough. Go to therapy. Even if you don't have any problems, <laughs> go to therapy. Go to therapy, it please. Is, oh my gosh, it's such a good experience. If you find the right therapist, and if, if your therapist makes you feel terrible... Guess what? It's a crap therapist. Bye, Felicia. Or it's one that's just not right for you. Find another one. Don't give up. It Like, therapy with a good therapist who gets you will change your life. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That was really beautiful. Oh, thank you. I was literally just rambling. <laughs> Alright, I'm passing the mic back to you, Callie. It's your show. <laughs> no. It's too much pressure. Alright, talk about your feelings. Um, feelings. Okay, so... um I guess right now I feel better like I've already said I feel better and I'm hopeful but I'm also like scared I don't know I I'm not not been one for expressing emotions and to and like I we've talked about this before I'm bringing it back up we talked about this before of how like you express emotions and then I don't and like like you said that, like, you wish you, like, couldn't cry sometimes, and, like... Yeah, I definitely used to feel that way. I, sometimes I still feel that way. Yeah, well, like, I have a really... And this isn't a brag at all, this is just me stating a fact. It's, like, I have a really difficult time feeling emotional because I feel like, like, any time I've shown emotion... Or, or, like, I don't know. I feel like I've been conditioned. Like, growing up, showing emotion yeah. equals feeling even worse. And... Especially when you're punished for it. <laughs> yeah. And, been like... There, done that. <laughs> I mean, like, I was... I, I was bullied and, like... <laughs> oop! Oop! And so, like, I, like I, you, if, you're, if you're being picked on and then you start crying, like... It just yeah. it's even worse. Like yeah. it doesn't do anything but make stuff worse. So like even now I have a difficult time of like 
if I'm feeling upset and I, like, start getting, like, tearful, there's, like, this evil little monster inside of me that's like, shut up, you stupid bitch. (laughs) Good lord. I'm like... I don't know if that's an emotional problem. I think we should call an exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, like... Freaking Freddy Krueger inside you. But... Seriously, like, I don't know, like, I it really, like, sucks, because a lot of times I'm like, man, like, I'm really freaking broken, like, what the heck? What the heck? Been there, too. What the fuck, Kyle? Oh, my gosh. So. I've definitely felt that way before. When I started going to therapy, uh, at school, and, uh, my, my therapist was like, you know, I, I'm not going to diagnose you with anything. I don't really have the qualifications to do that. But I will say you exhibit signs of, like, OCD and depression and anxiety and, you know, probably somewhere on the spectrum and something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me just add that to the laundry list of things wrong with me. I love that. <laughs> uh, that just, it really took the wind out of me. Yeah. You know? Um. I, I know what it feels like to just look at yourself and think, wow, this is a human being that is broken. <laughs> like, what what the hell is there to do with this? It's just a bunch of shattered pieces of a broken <laughs> spirit. What do I what do? What do I do with this? I don't have enough glue to fix it. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you just, like, I don't know. It's okay to be broken. Yeah. Like, being broken, that... I mean, first of all, that's probably a negative term. There's probably a better word for that. But, you know, for right now, we're just going to use that because it's the best I got. But, like, being broken does not make you bad. Yeah. Like, it's okay to not be perfect. You know, I sometimes I think about what people without, like, mental disorders and problems must feel like. Like, they just wake up in the morning and they're like, well... Time to have appropriate emotional responses to everything. <laughs> like, I I literally can't think of a single person that doesn't have any sort of issues. Yeah. And maybe that's because, you know, like attracts like, so all my friends also are sick because I'm sick. But, like, <laughs> personally, I can't think of a single person in my life that doesn't have any sort of mental issue. Diagnosed or not. But, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There, There's no such thing as perfect, and even if there is, like, so what? Yeah. So what if there's some sort of standard? Like, we're, we're perfect the way we are. We're people. We're real. Mm-hmm. We have experiences that are just as valid as anyone else's. And I think that's great. I think it's neat. <laughs> I just think that's neat. And you know... So what if you have to take medication to get your brain chemistry right? Mm. So what if you have to go to counseling weekly to make sure that you're, you know, adjusting properly? None of that stuff is bad. None of that makes you a bad, broken person. Like, you are still a whole person on your own, problems or not. And if you can find the strength to deal with them by, like, talking to a medical professional or, like, someone who specializes in mental health, like, that makes you even more strong and powerful if you have the strength to pursue help for your problems. And that, to me, 
is even more incredible than just being born, air quotes, normal. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, not having any problems. It builds character, as my dad would say. (laughs) Anyway. I agree with you. Yeah. That's, that was something that, like, really concerned me was, like, increasing my medication. Yeah. Because, like, one, I don't want to be on it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious, because we're both on the same medication, <laughs> ironically. I'm in a much lower dose, though. <laughs> 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 ha got you beat. You win. But, like, I don't know. That's, that, like stresses me out in a sense of yeah. like if like w- this this is not only am I taking medication but now I'm taking even more yeah and like when do I get to the point of like being able to come off of it you know mm. yeah especially with quarantine like that's that's I think one of my biggest stressors of this whole thing is not knowing what the future looks like yeah and like like, are we gonna have classes in the fall? Are we, yeah. like, when do places start being open again in, in a way that everyone is safe? Like, yeah. When, like, what, something that um, I really love is this camp called Camp Gritty. Like, you already know about this, but, like, yeah. it was canceled for this year, and, like, I wasn't, I was most likely not gonna be able to go, but now that it's been canceled, I, like, for sure am not going to be able to go. But it still makes me sad that, like, it's not going to happen and I'm not going to be able to see my friends. Yeah. And, like, even if it's just over the internet, not being able to see them have fun, you know? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's just... It's like, this is a moment in history where, like, we don't know what's next. Yeah. And it feels like every single day, like, the universe is just trying to, like, obliterate us. 2020 really said, if them kids. 2020, like, it's just, it's just been weird. It's been a bad time so far. I hope it picks up toward the end of the year. I mean, I'm not gonna, like, make any predictions or go on on a limb, but I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, we'll go out with a bang. Yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the millions of years that we have until the sun explodes is just get, like tomorrow. Ugh, Lord. Honestly. Um. Yeah, you were talking about medication. Mm-hmm. When I was, let me just bring it back to me. <laughs> when I was first uh, prescribed, well, let me say this: for years, when I was in high school. I definitely had anxiety. I wasn't diagnosed. I didn't talk to anyone about it. We didn't have counseling at my high school. Um, So I would just talk to my mom about it. And my biggest thing was driving. Everyone who knows me knows that I used to be completely unable to drive. Just sitting in the driver's seat made me shake because it would just make me so scared. And um, my mom wanted me to go to the doctor and talk about being put on anxiety medication to help me deal with that. Specifically for driving, but also just in general. And I kept putting it off. Because I was like, you know, no, I'm going to try and figure it out myself. Like, mm-hmm. I've got it. Like, I, I'll figure it out. I can I can do something. 
I want to try and take care of it. With, I don't need medication. <laughs> I'm not that messed up. And or like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, I'm just pretending. Yeah, I'm just faking it for attention, obviously. I just need to stop being such a freaking wuss and man up or whatever. And, uh... Yeah, well, it got real bad. So, <laughs> so my mom was like, I want you to talk to the doctor when you go. And I was like, okay, fine. You know what? I'm going to give it a try. I think I want to do medication. So I went to the doctor, talked about my problems, and I was put on Zoloft. And I think part of the reason I was so scared to be put on medication is, first of all, it's accepting that you have a problem that you're not, you know, holding down the hatches by yourself, that you could use a little assistance. Yeah. Which is okay. But, you know, whenever you're first, like, you know, maybe maybe there is something not quite right with me. Maybe I could use some help. That's accepting that you have a f- perceived flaw, something that society considers a flaw, I'll say, mm-hmm. which is really hard. Um, secondly, at that point in my life, I... I was prescribed sophomore year of college, so it took me a long time to get there. Um, what? <laughs> um, I, basically, the other thing is that at that point in time, I had had anxiety about so many things for so long. Uh, I wouldn't say my whole life, but like for several years at that point, it felt like it was part of my identity. It felt like being afraid of everything was part of who I was. Mm-hmm. And if, I, if I'm if i put on medication and suddenly this anxiety is gone, then what the hell am I going to be without it? And that sounds yeah. kind of strange to think that, like, this, you know, disorder is part of what makes me who I am. But when you've lived with something for so long, you just start identifying with it mm-hmm. and feeling as though it's part of who you are even though it's not and I was afraid that being on medication would fundamentally change my personality and I would you know become something that I didn't want to be but that's not what happened and like I'm so glad I got on medication oh my gosh I got my driver's license literally like (laughs) a month after being on medication which that was not really planned it just kind of worked out that way and it was sick I have no problems driving now, mostly, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I've just come really far. I don't freaking start sweating when I'm in line at Chick-fil-A to place my order, like, <laughs> crap like that, you know, and I got really lucky. I was prescribed Zoloft, uh, spoiler, <laughs> uh, for my first, that was the first thing that my doctor did. Mm-hmm decided to try putting me on and she was like all right we're gonna start you with this dose and we'll see how that works for you if we need to move it up we will uh just let me know how it goes and Mm -hmm. I got lucky it worked out really well for me Mm -hmm. the first time which is awesome unfortunately it doesn't always work that way I know someone that Zoloft completely wrecked her um it just it wasn't good so they got put on something else and it worked out much better Sometimes it takes trial and error, and that process can be really scary. I don't personally know, but, like, I've done the research. Yeah. It's scary. But you just have to keep in mind that, like, if you need medication to get there, it is so worth it. Like, 
your mental illness is not you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's like, it doesn't make you broken. It doesn't mean that it's something that you have to get rid of to be yourself. But it does help you live your life more fully. Mm-hmm. It just helps you be more... It doesn't more, change you. It just helps yeah. you actually, like... Enjoy being alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I felt like it made me be... It helps me become more authentic to myself. Because mm-hmm. I felt less pressure to act a certain way and portray myself to the eyes of people. Now I just don't care. Freaking, I'll walk outside in my pajamas. So what if people stare at me? Did I just hit a curb? Whatever. No big deal. I'm in a truck. So, I okay, you know, don't take all of that advice. <laughs> Run over curbs, it's fine. I mean, you know what? If your car can handle it, freaking go for it. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. I used to have a heart attack every time that happened, which was a lot. But, um, you know, it's whatever. You know, medication is not something to be feared. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I actually had the experience of, like, the first medication I tried did not work for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. very badly. Um, I don't know if I want to get too into that. You don't have to. Because it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And I want to kind of keep this lighthearted. Keep but, in general. But basically, the I was on one medication for, I think, two weeks, maybe one. Maybe two. I I don't I really. It was two weeks. I think it was two weeks, and that it did not work. It made everything a lot worse. And then luckily, I wound up getting on something that helped me more. And now it's increased, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because it just means I'm going to be able to function more through quarantine. Yeah. And. And that's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully. And. I think you're already doing better. <laughs> I do. I think it might just be a placebo, but, like, I'm well, already... I mean, that first week... I, I know it takes time to set in and everything, but that first week was really rough for you. For yeah. Us. Uh, last week, that is. Not mm-hmm. the first week of quarantine, but the first week of your medication. Mm-hmm. But you, you already seem like you're feeling a lot better. And again, you know, placebo or whatever, but, like, yeah. even so... I, I'm just glad to see you in a better place right now. Me too. I was... I was struggling. But... Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. I just... I, I I feel hopeful now. Like, I don't feel like there's this impending, like, sense of doom, like, yeah. looming over me. Yeah. Like, so I... I was watching a show and someone said, how do you feel... Uh, and it was Chicago fires, and the one of the characters goes, I feel like there's a rock hanging above my head, and any second now the rope is going to snap. And, like, I don't know. I just really felt that. Anyway. I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. With this uncertainty of, you know, what's going to happen next. What are are we doing enough now? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like, it's it's scary. How and it's am I spending okay my to, day? It's yeah. okay to feel scared or confused or nervous or anything like that. Like, all these negative emotions. It's an appropriate response to the situation that we're going through right now with, like, quarantine and COVID and all this garbage. 
Like, it's okay. Yeah, and it doesn't say anything about your character. It just means that you're stressed. Like, just because you've been flaky doesn't mean you're a bad person. Yeah. It just means that, you know, you've got other things that are taking up your time. Yeah. And that's something that I'm trying to, like, pay attention to. Anything else? Um, stay in school. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Eat your teeth. Eat your teeth. I was going to say, stay home. Make sure you're washing your hands. Yeah. Wearing the right protective gear. As you can. As you can. Um, don't go to big public events. Don't go to the beach just because they open it back up. Oh my gosh, don't drink disinfectant. Oh yeah, don't do that either. <laughs> like, or inject it. Or inject it, oh my goodness. Like, please just say stay, stay safe, stay home. Unless you're an essential worker, then thank you so much. Um, I'm sorry that capitalism has forced you to continue going to work in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. I hope they raise your wages. Mm-hmm. And just give yourself some love because you deserve it and it's a tough time for everyone. And, yeah. Don't forget to get some bre- uh, some fresh air. Yeah, go if outside you if or you open can. open a window if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, get a little bit of sunshine. Take your vitamins. <laughs> Take your vitamins. Take your vitamins. Smoke some weed. No, I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't go to your weed dealer in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I would, I would not advise. Don't wink at me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so stay safe. It was lovely to have this chat with you this thank you little for... fireside chat with you thank you happy tourist season everybody we're That's trying right. to calm down a little <laughs> trying trying we're trying to get our life in order now all right I well need a little earth in my life right now oh my gosh me too thank you guys for thanks for listening lovelies hey lovelies you just listened to an episode of the girl uninspired podcast Thank you so much for your time and for your support in my journey with this podcast. If you like it, you can follow us on Instagram at the Girl Uninspired Podcast. There's an underscore in between every single word. Um, and if you have any comments, questions, or material, you're more than welcome to message us or email me at CallieKRobbins3 at gmail.com. That's C A L L I E. R-O-B-B-I-N-S-3 at gmail.com Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to me. Bye!